0: Another episode of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker, and my co-host.
1: We're already getting calls, everybody. Here we are. We're live on air. Oh, how are you today? Good. I'm great. And we got Tammy in the house. Hey, hey what's Tam. up, everyone? I love it. So
0: um, Ahmad brought us uh, beautiful scarves from India. I thought I'd share this with you because I'm missing a part of my outfit. <laughs> Uh, so welcome to Market Overdrive. Uh, we are super excited today. We have a full cast. I mean, we have Greater Illinois title in the house. We have Ro Malik. Mm-hmm. Malik. He won't. He didn't like it when I said that, but I thought <laughs> it was pretty cool. And we have your girl, Plan Happy, Rebecca Borges, and we also have Melissa. And I'm going through these names because um, I just want you guys to hear it for yourselves as we go. We're trying new things here with Market Overdrive and our rundown. But one of the things that is really, really important to us is, in fact. Understanding the, that these, that, um, excuse me, Joel and Tammy are loan uh, officers, mortgage brokers, and they're here to help you. Uh, Joel, how many deals did you close last year? Everybody's posting their 2019 top producer thing. So I want to brag about my team.
1: Well, I'm all about providing value, not necessarily just what the numbers were, because it takes time to get to the number of loans that I closed. But last year was an increase from usually 50 or $60 million. I did $117 million in the last 12 months.
0: Well, and the reason why I bring that to your attention is because now we're going to go into In the Trenches, where we actually get to tell you a little bit about what's happening in our individual fields. So would you like to go ahead?
1: Yeah. So I have no problem kicking it off, and then I'll tee it up over uh, to Tammy. So In the Trenches right now, as Joel Schaub is bringing you live, what we wanted to talk about was providing value to agents, okay? How you can actually provide value, if you're Tammy or myself, in the lending industry to create value for realtors so that they can close more business i remember years ago thinking uh how could i take it to the next level and it was really about helping others grow and so you guys hear me talk all the time about givers gain so what we're doing right now is having people come on a radio show to promote them to be able to see be seen as an expert in the field and then doing things outside of just real estate okay Being involved in charities and then doing things for open houses and broker opens to get them more deals. So working with a lender that will actually provide value to agents, that's my in the trenches this week.
0: I love
2: it. And Ms. Tammy, what is your segment uh, about here in the trenches? It actually kind of flies right on the coattails of of what Joel just said about uh, bringing value to agents because what I've been doing so far in 2020 to add value for agents is these presentations that tell them about all the changes that happened in fourth quarter of 2019 that are currently affecting our market in 2020 that every single agent I've talked to so far doesn't know 100% of them. So the one I want to leave you guys with, this isn't just for agents, this is for people who are Home buyers, either uh, second time home buyers, first time home buyers. Uh, but the tip would be this FHA lifted their restriction on condos um, in, in fourth quarter last year. So now you actually have the option to do spot approval on any condo that you find. They only had 6% of condos approved before. And so that opens up 94% of the condos in the rest of the country. That's huge. That is extremely huge because it's really hard for us. Like on my listing, I asked, uh, how do I know that
0: if this property is FHA approved and then they are looking for the list, right? Cause there was a list before yeah. and
2: now we don't have a list. No, there's still a list. So if there's if there are uh, condos that were already previously approved or projects that were previously approved, those are still approved. But now if they're not approved, then you can just answer these quick questions. It's basically are they warrantable and is less than 10% of them insured by FHA. Done. Love it. Great stuff. Great stuff because we are here to equip
0: you uh, to be able to successfully transact in um, when your purchases or when you're selling or when you're trying to expand that investment portfolio. My end of trenches is really um, just a plug for our pre-shift show that we're bringing into Market Overdrive, obviously, we focus on the residential aspect of our business, and now we're expanding market share and targeting the restaurant tours, so the commercial aspect of uh, what we do. So it goes hand-in-hand hand because we're always entertaining, and what a great way to expand our network with these amazing uh, gentlemen like Greg Horan, who's a managing partner over at uh, the Gibson's Restaurant Group, and uh, Mr. Coletti, who was here, and great organizations. I mean, giving back what we're doing on March 14th for the children of St. Jude is Huge. We have a goal of 50,000. So don't, don't. Don't let me down. We need to do this. So we have uh, great, amazing auction items. So please come out to Gibson's Italia on March the fourteenth during uh, after the parade, uh, St. Patrick's Parade. We're going to have an amazing time. So that's my tidbit and my promo for uh, encourage you to help us save lives. And we're giving away a T-shirt today to whomever um, reaches out and says that they bought a a ticket uh, for the uh, event. This uh, shirt saves lives, and literally every single dollar you donate to St. Jude save lives. So as an ambassador, I thank you.
1: You're doing amazing things. And that event realistically is one of the best places to watch the river get dyed green. So if you haven't already secured a ticket, do so. It is coming up on that Saturday for St. Patrick's Day and that money goes to a good cause. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Let's get to business. Who do we have today? Okay. I'm so excited to have Ro Malik with us today. He is the team lead for Chicago Homes 360. He's also the CEO of Conversion Monster. Ro, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much. Excited to be here, guys.
1: So, before we got on air, you were talking about the way that you really set yourself apart and how you actually have a pre-marketing plan for listings, right? I do. And it, and it's numbers. I'm a numbers guy. So, yep. what is it called? It's the 547?
3: <laughs> it's the 321 launch marketing. Plan. I like that a lot easier. Okay. 321 launch. The three,
0: I love two, it. 321 launch. Two, one. Oh, wow.
1: marketing. And so many sellers think their house is worth x number of dollars and in this business we have to kind of educate them do we not
3: yeah that's the uh that's part of what the plan is right is that there's a a lot of times there's a price discrepancy between what a seller thinks their house is worth and (laughs) then us as listing agents coming in and letting them know like well, this is where the market is they think
1: it's more everyone thinks their house is worth a lot more than their neighbors right right. but you have a Bona fide plan to actually show them through a couple of steps of what the market will handle
3: right I do yeah yeah the plan is uh, what it stands for a three two one okay. marketing plan actually stands for three weeks before launch two weeks before launch one week before launch and then launch the idea is is that we don 't have to guess right like if we 're talking to the seller and um, we have a discrepancy on, on where we should list or what the price should be This plan that I've put together um, allows us to really use data and feedback in order to like fine-tune the price so that we don't have to guess. We can utilize that analysis before we actually list the property on the market.
1: And so three weeks in advance, Carla, wouldn't this be great to know what you think the property is worth? You see this all the time, don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's strategic. So I love the fact that that you're doing that. Can you tell me, what do you say to someone who's saying, well, it's spring market and my property is (laughs) worth the most and it's the best time to sell, right? You told me you're my expert.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly why when we're, when I'm looking at, we're looking at the comps, we're looking at the data, and we can't get on the same page of where the price is, then I say, this is exactly what I do every time, right? Like, let's, let's look at my marketing plan, let's go through this three-week analysis, and by the time we list, we're not guessing. Like, we're going to, we're going to fine-tune that price, right? And just one more, and especially in a shifting market, when when the market is shifting, comps are great, but they're a lag measure, Absolutely. Right? And, it's what you
1: know, used to sell. It's,
3: right. it's what it used to sell. In a shifting market, it's, it's, not as, it's not as valuable. So we have to look at lead measures, right? So and,
1: so many agents aren't doing that. Sorry to cut you no, off. No, but okay. the idea here is that you actually have more things in the first three weeks than some agents do the entire time. Right. So, and it's actually too many to memorize. So go ahead and tell yeah, us. Yeah, I
3: didn't, I didn't memorize <laughs> it. It's, it's a long, bold list. But I really wanted to come here today and, and provide value to both you know, home buyers and sellers and to also to agents that might be listening. So... What I actually do is is three weeks in advance of, of listing the property, um, we get professional photos, of course, right? Um, we, get, we create the property website uh, with the address. We create property brochures, and then we create and send out coming soon postcards to 150 neighbors with invitations to the uh, private open house. We post a listing on the top agent network, on the private listing network. Uh, we post a listing in my office. We, we email the listing to the database of 500 contacts, and then we create and send out coming Soon postcards to my database all Before. three weeks in advance. That's, I love that. Or, so that's three weeks in advance, right? Um, two weeks prior to launch, then we actually call those 150 neighbors that we mailed to to follow up with them and also to invite them to the private open house and actually say, well, you live in the neighborhood. Do you know anybody else that might be interested in this house that we're, we're about to list? Um, and then we, then we put up a sign at the property. Right. So that's that's the second week. And then one week prior to launch, we're actively circled prospecting the neighborhood, um, looking for potential buyers, inviting them to the open house. And then we're actively reaching out to other agents that have sold the neighborhood before. And then we schedule a private open house and a private tour. And that happens all before launch week.
1: Do you often get any offers prior to that happening? And if you don't, then what do you go back and tell the seller based on the dollar amount they wanted to list it for? You now have a bunch of data,
3: right? So that's, that's the idea, right? Is that we're not, we're not guessing anymore. Like we've, we've done all this work. We've done all this pre-marketing so that we can fine tune the price. So when it comes time, if it was crickets, if no one called us, no one asked a question, no one emailed us, no one did anything, then we know that we're off, right? If we're getting some engagement, we're getting some questions, we're getting some interest, we're getting people that are like dying to get in to see the property, then we know that we're in the right price range of where we should be.
1: Tammy, I know you're a lender that really gets it and you talk to buyers all the time. Do you feel that buyers always think their house is worth way more than their neighbors?
2: Of course, every single time. That's I am <laughs> I applaud you, right? It's brave to, to go into it saying like, hey, we're going to wait. And Also, it takes patience. Yeah. I mean, you, even in this market as, as realtors, you guys, I'm sure, want to get listings we out do. there yep. because you want people to buy them sooner. <laughs> yep. um, so uh, is there ever a time where it is not appropriate to do this 3-2-1 countdown?
3: Yeah, there, there has been times where they're just just, they want to move. They're, they're ready to go. And they're saying, listen, I, I appreciate it. Can we do an abbreviated version of this? Right? So there's steps in here that we'll sit down and we'll cut out. And I'll say, okay, here's where I think the market is. Then I really need you to list, listen to me on, on where the price is going to be. right?
2: Or, or does it help if they just like listen to you right out the gate? It definitely <laughs> like, does. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's what I would really hope for.
2: <laughs> it's a lot
0: of hard work and it's a yeah. testament to your success, right? Because You're you're talking about one, two, three, five listings, and you're doing all of that work associated with one transaction. So your clients are really pleased because they are entrusting you with the task of liquidating that asset. And so in order for you to do it, you have to make all these steps. And I love that you outline what you do, Ro, because it quantifies your value, right? It gives somebody tangible evidence of what they're paying us for when you're listing their home because not every agent is doing what you're doing.
3: Right And that's I mean that's exactly the point right is I'm sitting in here and saying this is something very unique that I'm sitting down and I'm sharing with you, and that we don't have to go back and forth upon the price. Let the data, let the feedback prove itself. I love numbers, I love data, and I'm like, this is proving out our case right here, right? So we don't have to guess. You think it's here, I think it's here, and you don't want to agree, you want to list here. I don't want it, I want your property to sit on the market. I don't want it to sit out there on the market. So let's, let's go through my system. Let's go through my process. It's been proven over and over again. And we'll fine tune the list price before we put it on the market.
1: You're doing things that a lot of people don't do because they're just wanting to get that property to market and that's so different. And once I got to know a lot more about you, I was really intrigued about your other business. So I can't let you out of here today (laughs) without talking about the big win that you had and what you had coming uh, just in the last couple of weeks. So can we talk just a minute about how other agents can grow their business with Conversion Monster?
3: Sure, yeah, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity actually. Um, So Conversion Monster is a company of inside sales agents that are helping real estate agents all over the country convert internet leads Mm -hmm. into closings and commissions. So we do it through speed to contact within five minutes or less, systematic lead follow-up, and long-term lead nurturing. And uh, I started the company. It's um, four and a half years ago. Wow! And um, we just had a we had a huge win at a technology pitch battle. You and, were first place. You, we Let's were first just place. He's being modest. That's, That's <laughs> amazing. Literally
0: That's was awesome.
3: The
1: yeah. first place, and it was tell us about the check. Okay, it wasn't all it, about the money, but you it, were presented one of these big checks for big,
3: for big checks for fifteen thousand. But that that wasn't the real win. The, right. the real win was that um, it was uh, we're going to be integrated with uh, Keller Williams's new platform. Uh, call command, which is essentially what we're doing, is we're jumping over 500 companies yes. to get integrated in this new ecosystem, and it's going to literally 10x our business overnight. And. Uh it's just, it's it's been an amazing ride these last three and months.
1: And you were doing a raise. You're looking at capital raise, right? We're this looking, is several yeah. million dollars and you're looking at investors right now because you're literally going to take it from a couple of people to being on the command platform, being in front of thousands, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. We've, we've got 500 clients right now, but I mean, we're anticipating the day they switch us on, it's going to be, you know, 1,800 to 3,600, one to 2% of the agents are going to sign up, so... Yeah, We have to go hire 150 people right now. So if you know anybody looking for jobs. Smartest man in
1: the (laughs) room. Agents are always asking me, how do you get more deals? Like, how do you get to the level where you're closing 30 transactions a month? And for me, it's leads, right? And it's leads in the form of relationships with agents. But if you're an agent, you do need to go outside of your sphere. You can't just work your circle of influence, right? Your sphere. So you need to find a way to get leads and nurture them. And that's what Conversion Monster does. We don't have a problem getting leads today. you can go out and get leads for a dollar, okay? But it's actually having a warm transition and filtering out the ones that are not ready to buy.
3: Yep, you're yep. doing it right. Yep, that's. I mean, the idea is that there's somewhere around 200 million leads out there right now, internet leads out there right now. How many but, people
1: are in the United States? 300. There's <laughs> <laughs> 200 leads. 200 million? million leads.
3: Yeah, 200 million leads a year, and there's only five and a half, 5.7 million home sales every yep. year. So it's only getting worse. I mean, we do it because there's still a significant return on investment, right? It might not be your primary. Your sphere is your primary source of business, but it's a hell of a, it's a heck of a supplement.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. it. You can say hell, oh, that's okay. fine. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, yeah. i Awesome. That's really great
0: great way to stand out and just do something that's completely different and congratulations on Thank that you. successful launch um, great things and you know I, I love that you're sharing these things and that's what market overdrive is all about basically what we do here is we invite the best of the best in our industry to share with you how it is that they're successful or building their success right and that way when you're interviewing your next realtor that you can say this is what my expectations are and if you're not giving me I mean, I'm just going to call Bro because he and Joel have this amazing relationship with you know financing and buying and helping. Obviously, the relationship with your lender is is very crucial, right? Because that's how you get to closing. But Absolutely. I love the fact that you also talk about like. Stepping outside of the real estate game, um, because as business entrepreneurs, we can't just always chase the paycheck. So you're literally going outside to supplement your business, but you're also helping other people grow there. So kudos to you for doing Thank
3: that. Thank you. Yeah, that's I, I saw a need for it in the business. I saw a problem that needed to be solved, and I actually started the business for myself as a need and then quickly realized that a lot of other agents all over the country were experiencing the same pain. I love that. You Problem solver.
1: <laughs> you said it all, but before you go, tell us how long you've been in the industry, where people can find you.
3: Um, I've been in the industry for 15 years and every facet of the business that you could imagine, um, you can find me at uh, Keller Williams, Chicago, Lincoln Park um, or at Conversion Monster. Uh, my cell phone number is 312-208-1184. And you can reach me at Romalik at kw.com. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate what you guys do.
0: Thank you. And his name is Romalik, not Romalak. <laughs> Sorry if I messed that up, but it's always a pleasure to hang out with you. You
3: too, Carla. Joel,
0: seriously, I see you out and about at all these networking events. I mean, you have the, the, the people here from um, Top Producer. What? right the real top producers they're here earlier doing an interview for you i mean but you're always finding the best in the mm-hmm. industry and thank you because that helps us produce a show and really elevate people's real estate IQ with the way all these uh, you know these professionals are transacting so thank you so much for for doing that outreach for us
1: it was really cool to have somebody that takes the time to do that up front because so many agents want to put that property on the market and so what roe decided to do was actually take a step back and make sure that there's not going to be this conversation conversation about price down the line so you get into this a lot with like a price drop and so if you could actually price the property right right from the beginning as an agent the property is going to go and that's what you want you don't want to get into a price drop game you want to price it correctly have your buyer or seller listen to you and be able to do your job
0: well, the thing is not only just saying, Hey, let's wait before we list your property. And then if it doesn't sell, I'm going to ask you to reduce your, the sales price, right? So you're making the seller do a ton, but what are you doing? He's literally sending out postcards, yeah. creating marketing collateral, reaching out, contacting neighbors and just doing a lot of work that he's doing. He's not asking the seller to do anything, but get your property ready. Let's test the market. Let's do an amazing, you know, marketing campaign, both print online and even making phone calls on behalf of that Clients, So you can understand how real estate can never be a part-time job.
1: You saw the whole entourage that he had here with us today. It's absolutely true. And then when we do the broker opens, we're delivering food and drinks so that those agents don't have to think about it.
0: Love it. Love it. And since you said open house, I have to plug it at our next event. It gives us Italian mm-hmm. for March 14th. You could win a dinner with chef Sosa for six people. So realtors, I encourage you to bid so that you can have chef Sosa come and cook for you and your guests at your next open house. Oh my God, that is so or you great. do it, Joel. And then you, you, you give it to one of your awesome realtors that you work with.
1: How do I bid right now?
0: Let's do it. (laughs) You see how I get people excited? Tammy, you're glowing.
2: Well, thank you. (laughs) She is, right? You're looking lovely, Mama. I'm so excited for you. I have, uh, what, five and a half weeks left. So here we go. Yes. Um, And speaking of that event, I'm very, very, very excited about it. I have a couple things in the wings we'll talk about next show to go on that auction list. She's got some amazing auction items, you guys. So it's a teamwork. So I appreciate
0: everyone who's contributing and giving back to this amazing cause. Of course.
2: But uh, right now we're going to turn our attention to the very exciting guest that I have today. It's no but. I mean, this is amazing what we're going to talk about. And your guest is uh,
0: one of my favorites.
2: Uh, (laughs) For good reason. Uh, (laughs) This is a top Top producer here in Chicago for 13 years in a row. Uh, he's had over $200 million in sales, been on NBC, CBS, uh, had listings on HGTV, and was rated best of Chicago real estate teams in Chicago Magazine. This is none other than Steve McEwen.
4: What's up, Tammy? <laughs> Hello, Carla.
2: Hey, hey. I should leave now. I mean, and
4: Joel. I am a big fan of you and your billboards. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know that right now.
2: Everyone
0: I is. i was serious. driving now. You have a new one. Jesus, stop it! It's scary. You're driving. You're putting on my. I don't drive. They're put iconic. my makeup on, and I'm like. <laughs> really, Joel.
4: I mean, they're they're Belmont? changing.
0: Is it Belmont? Was yeah. it a Belmont? Yeah, it's he, all <laughs> called
4: Wrigleyville. They're changing the name of Wrigleyville to Shopville. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it's amazing, but honestly, awesome, awesome job. We appreciate Great to meet it. you guys. Yeah, welcome yeah. aboard. Well, Thank thanks, you.
2: Thanks for being with us today. We're going to be uh hearing a little bit about what Steve has to say, particularly about investing and particularly in multi-unit buildings. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge, so tune in. Um, Let's start with this. We were talking the other day, Steve, and you were reading something in Forbes that was uh, specifically about an area here in Chicago that struck me as really interesting. So share with us what you found.
4: You know what? I don't think it's a top secret anymore because I think Carla and Jill and you are probably well aware that Pilsen is still one of the hottest neighborhoods in Chicago and Forbes said it's one of the hottest neighborhoods in the world. Uh, The culture... Talia Hall, you know, everything about it, the people, the the music, the food, and really what we see is a lot of uh, multi-unit investors that are investing in Pilsen right now. And what we find is what Bucktown and Wicker Park was to Chicago 20 years ago, I believe that that's what Pilsen is still strong today.
2: Yeah, I mean d- definitely. And you were mentioning too, cap rates in that area are going to be a little better, right?
4: Yeah, I think so because what's happened is I think a lot of people are being priced out as far as you know rental prices. If you go to River North and you go downtown West Loop is still very hot, and I think for that uh, that that single person or that person that just graduated from college wants to be close to downtown Chicago, you can find some great opportunities, not just in terms of uh, investment properties, but also. Uh, investing in the process. And so that's what's hot right now in Pilsen. My brother-in-law, Ryan Foley, Carla, you've had him on the show. Yes. He oh, is bam. doing amazing things down there with CBA Property Management. So what they literally do is they find these multi-unit buildings. They gut them, they rehab them, they, they make them condo quality. Yeah. And then they find other investors who not only want to buy the building, but guess what? Usually these buildings are sold before they even get to the MLS. It's
0: a great strategy. I mean, what does he call it? Stabilizing the the investment. But it's truly, I mean, a gem, right? Because he's buying the product, he's fixing it, and then he's providing the end user. And so by the time you buy it as an investor, you already have an operating company with tenants and gut rehab. So your
2: management issues are going to be lessened because the product is turnkey.
4: It really is turnkey.
2: Are you seeing this with your clients too Carla in 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 Pilsen specifically? Yeah, Pilsen is
0: it's one of those areas that I feel it's like, you know, from an investment perspective, your cap rates are going to be like kind of a 6 at this point, right? Because the acquisition cost is so uh, so high. So, I'm actually shifting um an interest into the Austin neighborhood. Sure. I find that cap rates there are a little bit higher. I mean, we found a property that uh, we have for one of our mutual clients at 345 North Lemington, uh literally create, uh, generating $1400 in rental income. Yeah, and Robin, a it's a really good one, and she's going to live there for free, uh, turnkey, completely turnkey. So it's going to lessen the phone calls at night that my water is not running, or right. it, you right. know, there's not enough pressure upstairs, or something. So uh, working with a lot of first-time investors, but I mean, obviously, um, Pilsen, so cultural and and, and so lively, and um, you know, the, the sister's neighbor, what, what's a little village, oh, yeah. um, also has some cool cap rates, but. You know, it just depends on what kind of risk you want to take, right? How much risk can you take and, sure. and how much money you have to spend?
2: Yeah. So, Steve, if you if we have listeners right now who are hearing Carla and you share this um, that want to know, like, what does that mean for me? You know, what would you tell them to do about Pilsen?
4: Well, I think... Pilsen or any neighborhood in Chicago, I think, first of all, the, the number one advice I ever received from one of my real estate investors was you always want to be close to public transportation. If you're an investor and you're not living there, you want to make sure that you're always close to public transportation. Primarily, you know, let's be honest, the, the L. If you're close to the L, if you're in walking distance to the L, you'll never have a problem running out your apartments. Uh, and I think that's key. That's the number one thing. I think the other thing is you have to be, uh, another piece of advice was, You want to be able to be within one mile of these properties so you can service them unless you hire a property management company. Because if you live, let's just say you live in Evanston and all your properties are in the south suburbs, that may not be a good match for a conducive lifestyle unless you really like to drive. (laughs) <laughs> so right. that was another piece of advice, and I think really, you know, depending on the cap rate, I have investors right now that are looking at buildings in Old Town, and even though the cap rates are closer to five, I'm like, well, don't you want something a little bit higher? Yeah. And their response is, hey, it's Old Town, it's Lincoln Park. Yeah. I never have to worry about leasing it, and they're okay with that.
0: Yeah. Again, it's like your risk assessment, right? How much, how much tolerance do you have? Um, because the higher cap rates, it comes with, I mean, a lower social economic level. So you're going to have to do. Uh, screening your tenants, making sure that the rent's going to get paid, right? Because it's an operating company. You have to make sure your clients are paying uh, the rent. So um, if you go to these neighborhoods, you're probably going to command a little higher rents, uh, but you're still going to have to make sure you manage your tenants well. So Pilsen, it's great because like you said, public transportation is there. Um, there's so much to do. Uh, you have the restaurant district on 18th Street and you have Halstead and even now west uh, east of Halstead Street, you're starting to get a lot of development. So um, what is the grocery store over there that the the market or something that they're tearing down and they're building new? I mean, so you just again, you have to be in the know or in the trenches like um, right to know what's coming up and you and your brother are doing that. And, and that's what you need to do. Align yourself with the realtor that knows the area so that you can find the best deals.
2: And I love this, this topic of investment specifically this year in 2020, um, Joel, you as a fellow fellow lender in the, in the business, um, you and I deal with this in a different way because we have clients that right now we're talking to about the interest rates are in the low threes right now. And we're talking to people from last year who closed in the low <laughs> fours and we're like, Hey, we can get you even lower do it yeah. now. Um, but that's one kind of investment, right? Because they already have this mortgage sitting there. We're just going to save them a bunch of money on it. But what are you seeing with purchasers, uh, um, this year in 2020, specifically with investment properties.
1: So a lot of people that we're working with right now want to live in one of the units and then rent out the other two, right? So they come to me and they come to you and they have this dream that they're going to buy this multifamily and they don't have somebody that will actually teach them like Steve what it takes because I think there are thousands of people going after a very small amount of properties. People come and they say, I'm going to buy a multifamily, I'm going to live in it and I'm going to pay nothing. I'm going to have the rents cover everything. Is that possible, Steve? What are you seeing down there as far as, like, is it two, three, and four units? And is it mostly people that are buying it with 20%, 25% down purely investors? Or are there people that are living in the units as well?
4: Well, you know, my first investment property was a multi-unit building. And so a buddy of mine from Lane Tech High School, we bought this two-flat uh, on Draper Street not too far from Wrightwood and Racine and we looked at it as instead of both of us buying a condominium we said let's just buy a two flat together and as it turns out he lived in one unit I lived in another I rented out two rooms to friends of mine that I worked <laughs> with I was living there You're rent a true free hustle. I, yeah, I was,
1: and beer money, so perceived too. We <laughs> had a lot of extra beer <laughs> so
4: money. Side. Of course, do. at the time I was single with no kids, but still, you know, um if you can live on ramen noodles and frozen pizza mm-hmm. and rent out your your two uh, your two rooms, we do that to anyway because we're so right. busy. And we've right. got time to so <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful thing, and I think the thing I, I just want to mention to people is that I think sometimes when you are able to do that, where you can live rent free. And you can find other ways to duplicate that and then buy another multi-unit building. But to your point, Joel, I think a lot of people have that misnomer. I have to put 20 or 25% down, but that's not really true,
5: right? Right.
2: Yeah, we were just talking about that, yeah. that, that people think that all the time. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that if you already have purchased your property, then you probably do have to put 20 or 25% down to get the multi-unit. But if you are a first-time home buyer, you have this golden opportunity in front of you to utilize these programs where you can put as little as 3.5% down and purchase that up to four-unit home and start collecting those rents. And, and maybe, just maybe, it does cover the entire thing and you're living rent-free.
4: That's a it's a beautiful dream. It's a beautiful way to live life, you know, with no cost and no expenses whatsoever. But uh, one thing I thought I would just mention to a lot of p- times we're talking our lingo, cap rate, and I'm just wondering if our viewers and listeners even know what cap rate really what means. I don't even know what it means. I thought I would just Sorry. break it down for you. So let's just say you have a building that brings in, hypothetically, hundred thousand dollars in rent, but your taxes, your your utilities, your expenses are about thirty thousand. That means your net operating income is $70,000. So that net operating income is an annual basis. So if that building, let's say, were worth a $1 million and sold for a $1 million, 70000 divided by a $1 is a 7% cap rate. So I just want to explain to people when they hear, well, we know we want a higher cap rate, but what does that mean? I think it's really important to just you know, ask yourself, do you feel comfortable with that? Because there are some investments that you can see the stock market that maybe it's a little bit more risk, maybe the number's a little bit higher. The way I look at it, and this is one thing uh, we talked about, Tammy, is I think that. The great thing about multi-unit buildings is that let's just say you live there and then you, you own it and then you rent it out for the rest of your life for 20, 25 years. That building's paid off. Guess what? You can pass it down to your children, your grandchildren. You can leave a legacy. And I think that's the wonderful thing about multi-unit uh, family investments. To me, that's your annuity. That's even stronger than a stock or a bond that could fluctuate because guess, guess what? You still own that building. You can rehab it. You can sell it. You can lease it. You can live there. There's so many options and that's why I really believe in multi-unit investments.
2: So tell us, we have a few minutes left. I want, I want our listeners and viewers to be able to hear, you have specific tips for investors because you've helped so many people get into investing. Um, what, what would you share with people to, to get started?
4: Yeah, I would just say count the costs. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you know, you can find those deals where you maybe find some off-market deals. You can find some pocket listings on the top agent network, on the private listing network. You can work with an agent that's aggressive like myself or like, you know, Roe that's knocking on doors and asking people if they want to sell. If they're able to rehab it or they have a buddy who's a handyman, you know, you can find those deals that you can find something extremely, uh, inexpensive. However, if you're not a do it yourself or like myself, you want to make sure that you find those buildings that are already completely rehabbed and uh, turnkey, as Carla would say. So you want to make sure, you know, whatever your lifestyle is. There are some people that don't want to be a landlord. That's great. There's so many great property management companies now that yes. focus on two-unit buildings, four-unit buildings. So you don't have to, you know, subscribe to a big, major property management company. You can find those two- to four-unit uh, property management companies out there. And it's really about how do you want to live. That's That's it.
2: such a great point. And Steve, one of the things I like best about you is that you have all these pearls of wisdom. Leave us with just like one or two.
4: Um, Invest in yourself, invest in your family, buy multi-unit buildings, leave a legacy, uh, and that's it.
2: (laughs) Those are good (laughs) ones. Um, Where can uh, we find you?
4: Well, thanks for asking. Uh, SteveMcEwen.com, MakingChicagoMove.com. And with that, properties. Proud to be a founding agent. My cell phone is 312-307-9470. Thanks for having me.
2: You're such a pro, Steve. Thanks. Pro. Thanks for being thanks, with us Sammy. today. Thank thanks, Carla. So much. Of course. Jill, Always I'll see good. you
4: soon. Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> Lovely. I mean.
0: This is what I'm talking about with Market Overdrive, right? We want to educate consumers and even like our colleagues that like, come in here and collaborate with us on the show. Obviously, we're all per se competitors, right? But we really aren't because we're helping each other move uh, pro- pro- product, right? If They have a listing that I can bring in a buyer. But this testament of like investing yourself is something that I am so passionate about, um, Joel, because as you know, that as a lender, the opportunity that you give a buyer to finance a product, right? You're financing financing someone's dream of homeownership, A. But B, with this multi-unit investment, you're able to live in a project for literally free. My client now um, was paying $3,500 in the South Loop at this really cute two-bedroom, two-bath condo. $3,500. Whoa! And that didn't include parking. I think the parking was a little bit more. She She's buying a property and literally she's putting three and a half percent down for this home and the three and a half percent adds up to like $14,000. With the rental income that she's getting, she's going to earn $16,000 at the end of the year. That means she's more than paid for the initial investment. And then she's also building equity, right? So you're building equity over time. So the difference of what the property you buy for, you borrowed, (laughs) and then it appreciates in value because they're totally using your money then they're going to cash out and they don't have to give you anything more other than what they initially borrowed from you.
1: You're so right, Carla. When we talk about having great guests on the show, it's really about actually uh, different points of view. So we had somebody that was talking about how to sell. Then we were talking about multifamily and it's we're not all competitors. We really get on air and we really are all about being authentic and giving back. And that's what I really like about the platform. Having Tammy on as another lender, it's good to be able to bounce different ideas and the way that you handle all of the guests. Carla, you are a rock star.
0: Thank you, love. I mean, and Tammy, you and I are working together. Um, we're doing something at Saganash Village, uh, the local uni- uh, elementary there, because we've learned that as kids are growing up, right, from high school, from going from elementary school to High school parents are now losing their mind, aka Carla, um, about you know paying for high for high school, right? In college, it, well, yeah. How, first is how, I didn't think I was gonna have to pay for high school because how much person. But, you know, I'm like, Nicholas. you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? Are you sure you're going to be able to, you know, recoup this investment? I'm like, can I just buy multi-units for you and give it to you when you graduate? Because it's so expensive, so now we're encouraging people to, obviously we already know parents own a home, but we want to invest, teach them how to invest in their kids' education by buying a multi-unit and when the child's ready to go to college, then they can sell it and pay for college education. Or, the
2: residual income that you're getting from the rents, you can use towards your child's, you know, elementary, high school (laughs) yeah expand into multiple streams of income to pay for that tuition absolutely
1: here's a guy who looks like he's still in college looking so (laughs) good we're so happy to have greater illinois title in the house chris oswald
5: how are you today I'm doing awesome. Great to see you guys. I love to be here. This is uh this is a great moment.
0: I've been begging this kid to come and say hello for a long, long <laughs> time. You're too cool for us, Chris. What's up with that?
5: Never too cool <laughs> to hang out with you two. He's, <laughs> He's
0: here today. great. He's
2: here yeah. today. We gotta cut him
5: some yeah. slack.
0: Yay! <laughs> and please introduce introduce your guest.
5: Oh, yes. We have the lovely Melissa Tannehill.
6: Hi, thank you for having me. Good to see everyone. Hi,
0: Mel.
5: Hello. How are you love?
0: Good, 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 good. I love these partnerships with Greater Illinois Title. Like you guys are doing amazing things, bringing us top talent when it comes to attorneys and legal services. Melissa, tell us a little bit about your business.
6: Um, Sure. So I am Melissa Tannehill, owner of Tannehill Law. I primarily focus in real estate and... um a lot of my clients end up being investors, so then that ends up trans- transitioning into the business planning um, and business formation for my real estate investor clients as well, too. And you're an investor, too, right? I am. So I, um, Funny you were mentioning the South Loop. I actually sold my condo in the South Loop a few years ago, invested in, in a couple um, homes with a cousin, my, one of my cousins, and then um, just actually bought a two-flat with my sister up on the Congrats. northwest side um, about a year ago. So I'm ready for the next one, but... <laughs>
0: It's kind of not addicting in a bad way, but it's more of like, once you see the opportunity in it, you, you, why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And then you just see, you know, going from like
6: that, uh, condo living downtown, um, with raising assessments, raising taxes, so on and so forth to having just such more, more affordable space, um, with a backyard for my dog, you know, all of that, that just kind of goes along with it all. And then I'm, I basically kind of am living what I preach in that aspect too, where I go and I. Um, talk to my clients about this and I just see it from a different perspective because I'm actually doing it as well too.
1: Yeah, I love that you have the personal experience doing this. So So often you have somebody that's trying to teach you what they're doing uh, or what they should be doing and they haven't done it themselves. Yeah. So often you're taking advice from people that haven't done it. So you take actual personal experience and share it with your clients. Tell us about that.
6: Yeah. So I'm happy to you know share leases with them, yeah. kind of share my experience of different things that we've had to repair, different costs of different situations, um, kind of all across the board so that my clients have a better picture of when I'm going through an inspection report with my client, um, we're able to just to kind of itemize and see, yeah, I've, I've had this done before and it might cost this, or I've done this before, and this might be an estimate of what you're looking for. Get your quotes, do your due diligence, but at the same time, I've had experience with this as well, too, so...
1: When you're dealing with multi-properties, when you're dealing with these types of things, a lot of things come up on title. So tell us how it's a great having a partnership like it's Chris awesome. and what yeah, Greater yeah, Illinois does. Because a lot of people, when we talk about it, title's just something that happens. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't. You need a oh, it like just it. happens.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> you need a partner who's going to help you. Who's going to help you get th- uh, through the whole process, yeah. right? Who's going to be responsive when I need something for the title work? Um, also, try and you know be able to push things through. You guys know how closings yep. are. Last minute. All of a sudden, something comes up and we need to we need to get it done so um greater Illinois title has been awesome with providing me the support that I need um all across the board forming basically doing all the um everything that I need to basically uh support my business support the law firm, and then also being able just to kind of help me get the clients from A to Z
5: Thank you Melissa but I know like The attorney's role is very, very important in a transaction, as you all know. But I think what they do from the title side is they're the ones who really eliminate all the risk in assessing what needs to be done so that this transaction, this title, is insurable, ultimately. So Melissa does a great job in that.
0: Thanks. It's cool because the way – see, in real estate, there's a lot of steps. Right, it's not just like oh, I found the property, let's get it. Hey, give me a loan because you gave me an approval. It, there's so many people involved, right? You have the inspector, so we got to make sure that the inspector is someone that you can trust because you don't want to sell someone something then they'd say, "Uh, Carla, my property has been leaking this whole time," and you miss we missed something in the inspection, right? It just kind of like it's just a bad thing. So we lean on our partners. So we recommend, you know, per se Joel or Tammy. I mean, Joel, you were able to like I think you literally had to give away a loan product this week. <laughs> (laughs) To my favorite client, and I'm not going to say your name because he did say that I was the worst realtor ever. So I'm just going to go with that. (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, you, we caught it on and it's a team dynamic, right? There was an issue with something came back to haunt him from one of his escapades on vacation. I think I want to say it was like a timeshare because somebody got a free drink or a free something. (laughs) So he signed up for this and it came to haunt him. How many years later or summers later? It was like terrible. But you literally went above and beyond to make sure that you guys did this, what is it called, in-house approval or something so you can get him approved? We
1: did a manual underwriting on yes, a file that. that another bank wasn't going to touch. And it was just looking at it common sense and taking the steps so that we knew that the client was going to repay the loan. And so many times you have somebody that's just looking at papers and they say, this doesn't work. But you could actually, if you've been there long enough, take enough time and actually get an approval for somebody, and especially if it's an important person that we want to do business with. This is what everyone does. You are creating these relationships, and that's how you're going to take it to the next level. It's not just one transaction and done. We could have gotten rid of that file and just said, we'll move on to the next. But because of us taking the extra time, and Tammy does this all the time, if you actually take the time to help somebody,
5: it's not just that transaction, it's many more. Right, Chris? Absolutely. I think one of the core principles that I try to um, approach my job every day (laughs) is through educating and helping my real estate partners elevating their game so that we can do this game over and over again. There you go. love that.
0: And you're very involved too in um, real estate organizations. You're with ARIA as well, right? Do you have any role with them?
5: Yes. I'm on the board for ARIA, which is the Asian American Real Estate Association of America. Um, and uh, I also am on the board for Women's Council of Realtors Chicago. So. See,
0: that's why I love you. I mean, you're yeah. so good. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> busy. <laughs> you're busy but, busy, but you support you know, this is what I'm talking about, yeah. our supportive relationships, right? We can't yeah. do what we do for our clients if we didn't have this amazing group of people. We didn't surround ourselves with amazing talent. Right. I mean, as an attorney, you can. it's a testament, right, Melissa? Oh, like, yeah,
6: we, we definitely all have to absolutely work together and be on the same page, so if, you know, it's, it's really difficult. It makes things harder when um an attorney's butting head was a lender and agents you know we all just have to work together to get to the um ultimate goal of closing for our client and being the best service that we possibly can for our client and that's plain and simple
0: (laughs) that's awesome and and joel you said something to me this week you said carla it and and it's gonna sound rude but to me it was like i love you it was more so you said carla i don't work for your clients i work for you And to me, it's like, wow, that's amazing because when I work for the client and I have to call my client and say, I referred you this lender and we can't get it done, it's my ass on the line, right? Because you told me to work with him. But when you can go above and beyond to make sure that I still look good, I mean, we sent pizza to him tonight because he's moving his furniture That's today awesome. and we had the closing early this week. But it, it, it's just amazing because I work really hard. We all work very hard to make sure our clients you know, are able to make their dreams come true. And then you know, financing is one of the most important aspects of the transaction, right? You have to finance the purchase.
1: That's what's so great about WGN Market Overdrive this year. We're really collaborating. We're really bringing on great guests and we're elevating your real estate IQ in so many different ways. So you can follow us on instagram you can like us on facebook remember to subscribe to our youtube channel and before you guys go chris tell us where we can find you and then melissa please tell us where they can find you
5: sure. you guys can find me on facebook linkedin and as well as uh, instagram so you can find me at chris oswald at and on instagram it's wald 105 um, yeah your title guy awesome we're so happy you're here you're gonna come back right you have to to come back chris is so
0: much fun and i love what you do all the support that you give uh your local realtors so thank you so much for that as a recipient of all your you know amazingness i want to encourage other realtors to reach out to you and work together with you because there's so much you know there's so much value in a relationship with you not just through the title company but because you go above and beyond um as a human being to support our businesses so i thank you
1: Melissa, tell us where we can get all of these details that most sure. attorneys just don't give.
6: So I have um, my blog on my website, mm-hmm. which is Tannehilllaw.com, um, or you can reach me on Facebook, Melissa Tannehill, or Tannehill Law LLC, the Facebook website, or I'm sorry, the Facebook page for the firm. Um, and yeah, all my contact information should be there. So,
1: Thanks for coming on, guys. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. It was so
0: nice hanging out with you. She was here early for the pre-shift and she was like, where do I go? I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. wait, just a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) So good stuff. I mean, I feel so excited about 2020. We are doing so many good things, collaborating and giving back with these non-for-profit organizations and just these causes. And Joel, I mean, you're taking over one corner at a time, one billboard at a time
1: there's a bunch more coming up it's really absolutely crazy but it's all about what we're doing here today Uh, we have our next awesome guest before I do Tammy tell us where everyone can find us it's important that we continue to let people know
2: you're reading my mind Joel Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say it Um, remember please that all of our shows are saved and cataloged on our YouTube channel they're on Facebook Facebook on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Play. So follow us on one or all of those, and, uh, and you'll be able to stay in the know.
1: I'm happy you said that. I'm happy we're here today, and I'm so happy that we have Rebecca Borges from Plant Happy. <laughs> Hi, Joel. Mm, I love you. how
0: you did that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. See, it's happiness all around. Always happy.
1: Tell us what's going on in, just look at your uh, dress. It's like a spring dress. It's not that way yet outside, but you always put a smile on our faces. Oh, Tell you. us what's going on.
7: So, spring is coming. Mm-hmm. I keep talking about that. It's very exciting. Today was like half sunny, half cloudy. Like it's totally it's making everybody happy. And it's like leading into this really awesome time where plants start creeping up. I think they're a little confused right now. We just had <laughs> snow. It's not going to be the last snow of the season, mm-hmm. yeah. likely. You Don't know? remind me. Mm-hmm. I know. My brother was born in May and the year he was born. It snowed on the day my mother brought him home. Oh wow. So, <laughs> snow was not done. We are no this area is notorious for spring storms. Yeah. Um, but I like to look around and see what's budding on the and you can tell what's gonna come up soon. Daffodils are always our first, so I'm wearing yellow. Yes. Are they tulips though on your cup. on These your are desk? tulips. Yes. Those are tulips. And to every so. So the plants that come up first are your things with bulbs, and that's Mm -hmm. tulips and daffodils and crocus and a few other things. And then your trees will pop soon too, your floral trees, Mm -hmm. and those pop in early spring, generally the first of May. But as we get ready for this market, we still have this crazy busy market. So I thought we'd talk about today some things that you can do in your home outside your home to encourage buyers to buy your home.
1: So what do you do in February, right? It's February, March. You can't have the wreath for Christmas anymore. We're not quite to the spring market. What are some things that we can do to have curb appeal?
7: So I always lean to evergreens for this and curb appeal goes a little bit beyond just planting flowers and having green grass. You you want to create some sort of evergreens are the are the best way to bring um, curb appeal through plants. And if you haven't planted them, you can still buy them and plant buy them and put them in planters and put them in your house. Line your walkways, line your steps. Even though they have this Christmas connotation to them or holiday connotation, they still the color is what draws people in. Right. So they'll they'll still have a positive impact on the people who come to see your home.
2: Oh, I get you. I'm a Pacific Northwest girl <laughs> over here, so I'm like we're evergreen all year. Yeah, so evergreens and birch.
7: Timber uh, logs in planters with some stalks that are sparkly um, or some eucalyptus stalks. Those things always go a long way into drawing an eye away from um, or into sort of the the green, let's call it green or natural component of your home. The other things you can do are a little bit more um, organized based. And there are things like making sure that the path to your home is clear and, and, and presentable. So the, the, the parkways belong to everybody. Really? They don't, you don't have dominion on the parkway in front of your house, but you certainly can plant things there and make sure that it's clear and raked free of leaves. The thing that we start to see right now as snow melts, comes and goes, are these, like this dead layer of leaves. So for two reasons, you want to get rid of those. Your grass won't grow back. Um, it'll grow back spot, spotty because the leaves are actually suffocating the the new grass that's going to come up. So you want to get that away anyway, but you want to get it away because for if you're if you're selling because it's really diminishing the appeal of your space.
1: I never knew that. I always wonder, I was like, why are people raking when yep. it's December? I'm like, just let it go. But it's a really great thing. So do you work with agents to help them when the property is kind of vacant to get this curb appeal so that people walk in and uh, can see themselves in the house?
7: Yes, I am. Ho- I, I consult with realtors and give them options that they can bring into um, their space for their, for their, bo- for their seller that will help them make the property appealing from the moment they get there. And, you know, these things are like the foyer, from the alley, from from the garage. Like, make sure your garage is organized. When they go in and they open the door, they don't want to see that the fact that you've been using it as a storage unit for the last 10 years. They want to know how much space they have to deal with and all their, with all your stuff there. They can't see that.
2: But you don't even have to be selling necessarily to do this, right? Like, if right. I just was like, hey, I want, I, I want my house to look pretty like this, <laughs> but I don't know where to start. I would go to the store and be like, hey, I don't know where to get. Yeah. I could still call you and you could maybe come do that. In Absolutely.
7: Absolutely. I'm happy to give my advice and and share where I can that I for someone who's selling because the sooner they can get it off the market the sooner they can transition to their next lovely piece of piece of like slice of life.
2: And then you can do it there too.
7: Yes. <laughs> Good
0: stuff, Rebecca. And if someone wanted to hire you to have them consult and come in, I mean, we I know we have stagers who would stage the inside of the home, but I think I love what you're doing because it's completely different. Um, there's no one like you at this point, um, doing providing the service out there. And obviously you're, you're providing gifts that people could do for closings or you can provide them with staging recommendations for um, using plants to make sure that the home looks beautiful and that people have that feeling of happiness when they enter the space. Can you tell them where can we get a hold of you? I am
7: everywhere at Live Plant Happy on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can always reach out to me at um, the website is planthappy.com.
0: Love it. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to have Thanks. Rebecca here because it's completely different from what we're used to, you know, sharing with you guys. But again and again, thank you so much for hanging out with us and um, having us grow our network and be here to provide information for you and continue to bring in amazing talent. Joel, thank you so much. And and Tammy uh, for helping out and um, being part of this mission that is elevating your real estate IQ.
2: We definitely hope that you guys learned something today, maybe just a little piece of advice that you can add to your toolbox. Thanks for being with us.
1: Guys, Market Overdrive is a bi-weekly news and entertainment show. Okay, We're not reporters. We're practicing professionals. We're actually out there in the industry, and we're trying to bring you the best experts from several different areas. So if you have a topic or a guest that you would like, please email us at marketing.com at marketoverdrive.com. Again, follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel.
0: And if you have any questions about any of the topics that we discuss here and you're going to see Carla, well, you know, Steve said it was uh, Pilsen and you're saying Austin, let's let's talk about this more. And can you tell me how to do property management or how to how to screen tenants? Any questions that you may have, you can always reach us and you can email me at Carla at marketoverdrive.com dot com. I am here at your service. I'm very passionate about creating wealth for your children's children, my children's children. And so everything that I've learned throughout the, the years of practicing real estate, I'm very passionate about providing you with that information. So again and again, thank you so much for being part of this mission that is Market Overdrive.